Can yeah. I, can I give you a um, a perspective that will help with with this? Because uh, you know, those of us who are out here in the world trying to make people listen to reason, we're very often disappointed, right? We're very often disappointed. And I have developed a mindset that I think will be very helpful to everyone out there who is continually disappointed at people's lack of willingness to listen to reason. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. People are perfectly free to not listen to you. People are perfectly free to not listen to reason. People are perfectly free to deny evidence and facts. Perfectly free. But freedom for them is also freedom for you. Freedom for other people is freedom for you. And that's really, really important. It's a really important principle to grind into. So people are free to reject everything that you say, no matter how reasonable, no matter how sensible. And you are perfectly free to not care about them anymore. Because if you say, well, I've got to change people's minds, they're not going to listen to me, but I've got to keep caring about them, you are writing an obituary for your own sanity. You are writing an obituary for your own sanity. You do the very best you can to bring reason and evidence to people. And if they won't listen, if, you, if they won't listen you are perfectly free to detach from them. Like if you have a friend who smokes like a chimney and you say, hey man, you, you got to stop smoking. It's, it's going to kill you, right? And, and you give him the reason, the evidence about the facts, right? And he just says, now forget it, I'm going to keep smoking. It's like, okay, I will refuse to care for you more than you care for yourself. I will not care for you more than you care for yourself. Because the moment you care for people more than they care for themselves, you are just going to get exploited. You are going to get taken from a ride. You are going to get pillaged. You are going to get emotional vampires to come and feast on every last corpsicle in your jugular. You cannot care for people more than they care for themselves. If mm -hmm. people won't listen to reason their lives will become hell. The road to hell is paved with anti-rationality. That's really all it is. And all, all hell is is a place where reason has no purchase, whether it's totalitarianism, whether it's an abusive relationship, whether it's the self-hatred fostered by communists through higher education, whatever it is. Hell is where reason has no sway. In the same way that your dreams are places where physics have no sway. Continuity has no sway. Geography has no sway. Hell is where reason has no sway. And so when you say to people, listen to reason, and they say no, they are devils dragging you to hell. This sounds like an allegory. It's not. They are devils dragging you into hell itself. Now, if you had a physical devil who was dragging you to hell, you would fight like hell to not go there, right? You would fight like hell not to go there. And you wouldn't sit there and say, well, to be fair, the devil really does want me to go to hell, so I really should care about the devil's feelings. It's like, no, 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 that's hell. You don't want to go there. You don't want to be there. 
You don't want to be there. People will drag you to hell. Hell is a place where reason has no purchase and no sway. And if you're rational, you're silent. You're silenced in hell. In hell, reason has no voice. Evidence has no purchase. Facts have no weight. People make up whatever they want. Say whatever they want. Insult whoever they want. Make up terms. Trump said that neo-Nazis are very fine people. Stefan Molyneux is a racist, a white supremacist. They just make up whatever they want. No, they don't need any facts. They don't need any evidence. Like James O'Keefe's currently fighting like hell against the New York Times at the moment, and they got past the first attempt to dismiss. Now they go to discovery, and you're going to actually find out what's on the seething cauldron lid of hell known as the New York Times. And uh, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Good for him. Good for him. And hell is where you're not going to have anything to say if anything you say is rational. People make up whatever they want. They're incredibly dangerous to be around. They will do anything to keep their illusions intact, including feeding you into the wood chipper of their own vanity, should that prove necessary. They are addicts to unreality. Right? They are in a dream. They're in a nightmare that they think is a paradise, like every addict. And they will sacrifice anything and everyone, including you and especially you, to maintain their delusions of virtue and delusions of truth. They have emptied themselves out in pursuit of the unreal and have become a Pac-Man on the glowing darts of every rational mind they can get a hold of. Having become addicted to reality, they've lost control over themselves. Sorry, having, having become addicted to unreality, they have lost control over themselves and over nature. And therefore, the only way they can feel any sense of control is to have control over others. Now, they can't inspire others because they are spiritually dead inside. So the only thing they can do to gain any sense of power is to destroy others. To destroy others. And when you go into that manipulative, endlessly manipulative, lower intestine rat's maze of a hall of mirrors where everything you do is wrong and Everything they say that's insulting is just you misinterpreting everything, whereas everything you say that's honest is you insulting them. You just There's no way out. The only way to win that game is to not play. So when people don't listen to reason with me, and it happens a lot, obviously, when people don't listen to reason, they don't listen to facts, I get the glorious indifference of not having to give a rat's ass about them anymore. I mean, I could pretend to if I want, and I have done this to my own detriment for many years. I won't do it anymore. I haven't done it for a long time. Is that if society, if the world as a whole, that the people, I don't have people in my life anymore who don't listen to reason, why, why would I? Any more than I could pretend to be in love with someone I don't share a language with. All it would be is lust and delusion. So... When people don't listen to reason and you view that as a massive negative, it's just a negative. You've got to listen to reason. I can't feel safe if you don't listen to reason. The world can't be saved if you don't listen to reason. You have to listen to reason. Right? <laughs> What's happened is they've simply gained control over you. Because by denying you what you so desperately need, 
they gain a sense of power. Ah, that's what they need. That's what they live for. They gain that sense of power. You can see this. You know, older brothers holding the candy up so the younger brother or the younger sister can't reach it. And they're crying and they're frustrated and they're trying to reach it, but they can't. And the older power with that, the older brother with that sadistic, smug self-satisfaction of, hey, look, I'm taller. I'm great. Look at me. How wonderful. I'm taller. Look at uh. I had the uh, incredible skill and expertise of having to drop out of mom's vagina before you. Look at me. I'm magnificent, right? So to deny what people desperately want, you can see this with uh, kids who are having tantrums, right? Kids who are having tantrums, the parents are simply denying. Denying, denying that you don't give your kids stuff because they're having a tantrum, but they're having a tantrum because you, you're taking pleasure in denying them. Right? That's why the kids have tantrums. Toddlers have tantrums because the parents are taking pleasure in denying them. That sadistic pleasure of, oh, you want it? Can't have it. Oh, you want it? Can't have it. The more you need with most people, the more they will deny you out of sadism, out of having the sad lack and emptiness of self-regard and self-control and self-power in their life. They'll simply deny you because denying others is the only way they feel that they exist. They have any power. Frustrating others. Other people want things and they say, no, not really. Maybe later. Stick around. Just maybe, you know, like the the woman, the, the sort of archetypical woman who some the beta orbiters, the guys who are around who are like, hey, did you break up with that guy yet? Can I help you move? Uh, do, do you need any help with your homework? Uh, can I rub your feet? Uh, <laughs> uh, do you need that sofa moved? I'm, I'm happy to, you know, do you need me to lend you any money? Right? <laughs> they take pleasure in denying and continuing to deny. It's fine. I mean, obviously a woman can deny sexual access to whoever the hell she wants. Perfectly fine. She says no and go away. But if she says, well, you know, we'll see, or you know, just hang around, then she's just taking pleasure in the continual denial of romantic access because that's all that gives her a sense of power. So by sticking around people who deny reason, you're actually summoning the worst devils of their nature and giving those devils control over the personality. By being around people, you need them to listen. They must listen. The need, need, need. Deny, deny, deny. You are fortifying the worst habits of the saddest domination over others, which is denial of legitimate needs. Denial of legitimate needs. So when people don't listen to reason, and you continue to try and get them to listen to reason, you know who's not listening to reason? You. They've clearly stated Reason is not welcome here. We don't do evidence. We don't do facts. We don't do truth at all here. Take that shit elsewhere. We ain't buying. <laughs> and you continue to try and deliver them reason when they've clearly said they don't want it. And then you say, well, they're not listening to reason. No, no, no. It's you who's not listening to reason. It's you who's not listening to the facts and evidence and truth that they don't want reason. Then you say, okay, well, what do I do? How do I get out of this relationship without it just tearing my heart apart? Ah, the freedom to not give a shit anymore. Somebody you care about smokes like a chimney, drinks like crazy, doesn't exercise, gains weight. You know, in the last year, the millennial generation has gained an average of 41 fucking pounds. 41 pounds. 
the average weight gain for Americans over the last year is 20-odd pounds. But for millennials, it's 41 pounds. Somebody just keeps, you say, oh, man, don't eat so much at exercise, or, you know, get out of the house, or, and they won't do it. It's like, I am now liberated from giving a shit about you because if you don't care about yourself, I'm not going to be sucked into caring for you. Do not give people a sense of power over you because it destroys their soul. You are an agent in their destruction. It's not you who's being destroyed. It's them who's being destroyed. You do not give people power over your soul. You do not give people the power to feel powerful by rejecting your legitimate needs and requests. If somebody rejects legitimate needs and requests, I need you to listen to reason, I need you to accept facts, I need you to deal with reality. If they reject all of that, you get to dance out of there without a fucking care in the world. Liberation. Liberation. If you're going to hell, I'm not coming. If you won't listen to reason, I'm not following you down. If facts are your enemy, I am free from you. If your only sense of control is denying my legitimate requests, guess what? I will take my legitimate requests elsewhere to people who will listen to reason, listen to facts, respect reality, because it's the only place I can have any relationships anyway. You can't have relationships with denial or sadism or people feeling a pathetic sense of power by frustrating others. There's no relationship. There's nothing there but hell. You want them to listen to reason, show them that you listen to reason by walking out without a care in the world. World deplatforms me. All right. I'm off politics. Focusing on Bitcoin and personal conversations where I can have an effect. Focusing on what gives me pleasure. No more sacrifice. Oh, man, you got to do your truth about videos, people tell me. Really? Why? Because 5% of people followed me to a new platform because my donations have cratered? Why? <laughs> you get what you deserve. I'm not talking to you guys, right? You're here on the conversation. It's wonderful. Love you for it. Thank you for it. It's great. I'm talking to everyone else. The deplatforming only worked because people didn't follow me, right? Because being one website over apparently is just a bridge too far. Typing in freedomain dot com slash connect rather than youtube.com oh, it's just impossible i can't possibly follow you there you know I, I get interviewed and some of the interviews are on youtube and people are like hey man i've really missed you where have you been i'm not impossible to find i'm not sitting here in a camo gear and a snorkel in the florida swamps trying to hide from airboats i'm like right there <laughs> right there freedomain.com and people are like well you know it's kind of tough to I don't know. Do I have to create a BitChute account? Oh, man. That's a drag. I don't want to create a BitChute account. That's, that's too much work. Okay, so if it's too much work for you to create a BitChute account, then why the hell would I work to save your ass? I won't care about people more than they care about themselves. I certainly won't care about them more than they care about me if it's a relationship. They're like, oh, man, you know, you're the greatest guy around. I really miss your show. You have no one to blame but yourself, right? I'm, I'm still here. I'm still producing material. 
or all the people who were on my show and so on. And they're like, oh, man, you're great. You're wonderful. We got to work together. It's going to be fantastic. And it's like, oh, when I start talking about topics they're not comfortable with, poof, all gone. Right. Okay. Great. Great. Then you can go and muck about with your political bullshit thinking you're going to change anything when you're not. You can have your gig. Right. And it's liberating. I'm telling you, I know this. I don't want to sound bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm genuinely not bitter. I hope that I'm not coming across as bitter because I'm not bitter. I just, I absorb information. I'm just an information eater. I'm a fact eater. I'm a empiricism and truth eater. That's what I do. And so if the world as a whole doesn't want to listen to reason and doesn't seem to complain that much when one of the greatest speakers of reason and facts is yeeted off the major platforms, That's very liberating for me. Then I can work on what I want to work on. I can focus on what gives me the most pleasure. And I have no need or desire to sacrifice one goddamn thing. I'm not going to take one. Why would I take risks anymore? Who's taking a risk for me, right? I mean, a risk being come to another website and (laughs) be notified of when I post a video, right? My BitChute subscribers are 8% of my YouTube subscribers. And, and I already had a bunch of BitChute subscribers. So about 3%, and, you know, again, not bitter, just facts. About 3% of my YouTube subscribers went over to BitChute. About 3%. So why the hell was I sticking my neck out, risking massive blowback, risking violence, risking death threats, risking terroristic threats to attack venues? Why, why the fuck would I be sticking my neck out for people who can't be bothered to type in a new website? And again, I say this not with, oh, I can't believe. This is just facts. I'm a fact muncher. (laughs) What I do is I munch facts, right? And I'm just giving you an example of I'm out there, you know, when when Lauren and I went to to, to Australia, you know. My wife, my daughter, we're staring out of this parking lot with a bunch of feral, jackal, black-clad terrorist (laughs) leftists are out there physically attacking everything in sight, trying to get into the venue. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, in the streets of Australian cities with security, and sometimes people are hunting us, and we're scurrying around. And, you know, I'm, I'm out there in Hong Kong, and I'm taking facefuls of tear gas to bring you the front lines of the battle against Chinese communism. But then people say, oh, wait, did he go to a new website? Ah, to hell with him. Screw him. <laughs> ah. that, that's fine. It, 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 honestly, it's completely and totally fine. But all it means is that I'm not risking anything for you guys anymore. I'm just not. I'm going to do stuff that gives me pleasure. I feel zero sense of moral obligation or responsibility to save anybody's ass anymore. I'm going to focus because people are like, well, you know, it might be slightly risky for me. Maybe somebody might find out that I follow Stefan Molyneux and that cause. Okay, that's and that's fine. I, I respect that. That's totally fine. If following me is too great a risk for you, I'm not taking any risks for you. I'm not. I'm free. I'm liberated. If you won't listen to reason, if you won't show me any loyalty, if you won't follow me, and again, I know, oh, you, you. I'm not saying I'm not even saying you should. I'm just saying that the consequences of not doing it is that I'm completely and totally fucking liberated from taking any risks whatsoever. And that's not a bad thing for me because let's be frank, I was taking a lot of risks. A lot of risks. Mm-hmm. 
Some of them you don't even know about. Some of them I won't even write about until I'm old. Some of the risks that I took, some of the blowback that nobody knows about outside of a few people I know. If it's too risky to follow me, to support me, to... I mean, that's fine. It's totally fine. You're absolutely free. I, I'm not... You're totally free to not do that. And, you know, most of the people will never even hear this. I just want to give you an, a, an example of this in action, right? So I get deplatformed from one of these places, and I'm like, oh, great. I'll move. I'll, I'll move to a new place. It's one website over. Wait, 3%, really? Ah, that's a fact. And it's an immensely liberating fact. You are perfectly free to not follow me to, to a new platform. You're absolutely, completely, and totally free. And you shouldn't do it out of any sense of obligation or because I'm nagging, because I'm not nagging. I'm simply telling you, I'm demonstrating to you how incredibly freeing it is when people don't give much of a shit about you. <laughs> it really is just so immensely liberating because any sense of obligation, any sense of obligation that you have vanishes. I don't have an obligation to the world as a whole. You don't have an obligation to people who don't listen to reason. Listen, would, would, you, would you risk life and limb to deliver ammunition to soldiers you knew were going to surrender anyway? Would you? No. Of course you wouldn't. Why, why would you risk your life to deliver ammunition to people who aren't even going to fight, just going to surrender anyway? It's, it's a wonderful fact to be in possession of. It really is. Because I was out there like, oh my gosh, you gotta, I want to take all these risks. I, I, yeah, I owe it to the world. I, you know, people are really, it's going to make a difference. And then, oh, did he move one website over? Uh, forget about him. Say 97% of my audience. Fantastic. You've found someone else to glom onto, people who aren't speaking the kind of truths that I'm speaking, who aren't going to give you the facts that I'm going to give you, who aren't going to give you the ultimate arguments against the decay of the world. Fantastic. You know, it's fantastic. I, I appreciate the honesty. I really do. I mean, this may sound manipulative. It's not. I genuinely appreciate the honest indifference of my former audience. I, I love you for it. I love you for being this blunt and direct and honest with me because I am completely liberated from working to save anybody's ass in the known universe. I can focus on what's best for me, what's best for the core group of listeners, what's best for my family, what's best for my friends, what's best for my future. And I don't have to risk anyone for anything. I don't have to risk anything for anyone for any foreseeable future. And I just wanted to sort of model and demonstrate. That was a very personal thing for me. But, I, you know, if you're saying, well, what about the people who won't listen to reason? Listen to them. It's immensely liberating. It's incredibly liberating to actually absorb the facts very few people absorb any facts. <laughs> Very few people absorb any facts. And because I was working so hard in my relationship with my listeners, I thought that we were a team. You know, like I thought we were a team. You know, if like if you're in a relationship and you're the only one who's doing anything to, to maintain the relationship or to keep the romance alive or, or, you know, you're buying flowers, you're writing poems, you think it's a great relationship. And then... And I've been in those before, and I was in this with my listeners. I've been in some relationship. You're putting all the work in. You're putting all the work in, and you think that makes the relationship. But all you're doing is just propping up something that falls apart. If you don't keep working to prop it, it's not a relationship. It's uh, exploitation in a way, right? 
And so I was working so hard, taking so many risks and literally risking, risking life and limb to bring truth to the world. And people were like, man, we love your truth. We love you. You're, you're absolutely essential. You, you changed my life. And listen, nothing, none of this to you guys who are watching all love you all fantastic. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm doing what I love to do now. What I feel is responsible to the world has totally <laughs> gone, right? Oh man, you should get into politics. Why? Why should I get back into politics? Why should I get back into politics? That put me at risk of serious injury and death. Why? Why? To, to, to try and help the 97% of my listeners who didn't bother following me to a new website? And listen, it's not even a negative. They may have thought or, or accepted that politics, political conversations can't go anywhere anymore. Because, you know, elections are pretty dubious these days, right? So maybe people are communicating to me something really important. That's why I say this is, does not come from a place of resentment or frustration or anger. Maybe people, people are just telling me, Steph, stop. It's too risky. You can't change stuff. And we're going to show you that fact with our colossal indifference to following you. You guys might have saved my life. Literally, might, that indifference of the listeners might literally have completely and totally saved my life. Mwah. I thank you for it because I love my life. <laughs> so listen to what people are telling you. Listen to their indifference. Listen to their opposition. Listen to their undermining of you. Listen to their hostility. Listen to it all. Absorb the facts that you want other people to absorb. Model what it's like to absorb facts by absorbing other people's hostility and indifference. They're really trying to teach you something very, very important. And I hope that you'll listen. I'm so glad that I listened. And I gave it some time. See what was happening. Ooh. And I was like, oh, man, if a lot of people start following me again, oh, I could go back to that responsibility train that's incredibly physically dangerous and exhausting at times and, and risky as hell. I mean, my God. What if, and it's like, oh, they're not coming? Okay, it's a bit of a drag, but ooh, is that ever a weight off my shoulders? Is that ever a weight off my shoulders? Oh, my God. I'm free of pathological altruism and self-destructive overcaring. <laughs> There's real benefits in that. Genuine, deep and powerful benefits in that. Being in a conversation with the world is, you don't always get what you want, but you almost always end up getting what you need. So anyway, I hope that helps. Um, sorry for the long speech. Yeah, but thank uh, you very much. Yeah, just yeah. be free, be free. All right, thanks everyone okay. so much. Hey, listen, a great pleasure to chat with you guys uh, in this new medium i'm gonna just ask people if if you want to have a chat please please find you know 20 bucks will get you a decent headset and a mic just because sometimes the built-in stuff is not that great but uh, really really do appreciate everyone dropping by such a great pleasure to to chat with y'all and uh, i feel very honored and and very blessed to have this conversation as a whole and um so i uh, i really do uh, thank everyone for dropping by freedomain.com forward slash donate to help the show out. Really, really uh, appreciate your help. You can go to freedomain NFT. I'm going to be putting up some very cool stuff um, that's collectibles from my origin story of philosophy and shows that I have not released that you can get exclusive access to and, and eternal ownership and they're tradable as well. So I think that they'll gain in value considerably over time. That's my particular prediction, of course. So yeah, love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so enormously much for the great privilege and pleasure of having this conversation with you and um have a wonderful evening I i'll talk to you soon take care